1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're
2: back here on Fantasy Sports Today with hour number two. We're going to touch on what is going on in Miami with the Dolphins. Also, some fantasy football trust or busts. Buy low, sell high. Florida man makes an appearance on this Tuesday. Fantasy Sports Today, our one o'clock hour, starts now.
0: Fantasy Sports Today.
2: And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Pizzi. If you missed the first hour of the show, or you're listening on demand. You can just hit rewind and listen to Joe and I dive deep into the two Monday night football games from last night. We'll turn the page on this show once we get to tomorrow We're we'll start taking a look at some of the waiver wire additions and then help you guys set your lineups for Thursday and, of course, for Sunday and a lot more college football to get to. Although this week we do have a lot of the top 25 teams playing, unfortunately. Not a ton of juicy matchups, but we will touch on Clemson, of course. We'll touch on Alabama and some of the other games. And, uh, of course, as we get closer, I'll give you guys some picks uh, as we get toward the weekend. But, uh, Joe, an interesting story that came out a couple of days ago, and, of course, I live here in South Florida, so I follow the Dolphins particularly closely, where the Dolphins just got themselves blown out against the Baltimore Ravens. And Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk puts out a story about how after the game... Several Dolphins contacted their agents about wanting out. And this is always interesting because of a number of different reasons. And I'd love to illustrate them with you, Joe. First and foremost, it's obvious the Dolphins are going nowhere. Okay, so uh, listen, if you got in at four and a half or five wins on the under the season, congratulations for me. I'll take you out to dinner, Joe, on the money that I'll make from that one. So that's that's a good good. I love free dinner. That's 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 going to be a a nice
3: place too. not like last time. What was that? Yeah, nope. I want like you know. I don't, I don't even remember data. a last time. What was there the is no time? there is no last. Time. <laughs> there was no last. Don't throw me, me to, into me the me bus. kill the bit, Mesh. Jeez, I want uh, I want fancy napkins, cloth hey, napkin place. That's uh, where we're uh, going.
2: Uh, A Mish Lannister always pays his debts. Okay, that's what I like about you. All there, right. there, you go. So a good dinner Come, interior, coming. Taut in March. Taut yeah. in March. We'll do it. <laughs> Uh, so that's first and foremost, and that's obvious. Look, there are going to be some players that are upset after that performance. They're going to want out. They see their team as a two win team, three win team. Maybe it's funny. I have a conversation with somebody this morning as I was dropping my kids off. Uh, just a friend of mine who lives here in South Florida. He's like, dolphins are not winning a game. I'm like, I am telling you they are winning a game. No, it is very hard to go. 0 16. So, oh no, it's not going to happen. I mean, it is going to happen. They will beat someone. Well, who's it going to be? I don't know, but it's going to happen. Before the end of the year, Dolphins will get a win. Will they get five? No. Four? Probably not. Three? Doubtful. Two? Maybe. One? Yes. So that's the first part. The other part of this, Joe, is the story that we've illustrated. Antonio Brown has now set the barometer for getting out of the team that you're on. And I wonder if some of the Dolphins are particularly thinking this, and I want to be clear on the story before we move forward. My information can tell you that this is accurate. There are players who do want out. So this is not a story that's fabricated. This is true. And by the way, Mike Flory would never fabricate a story. He does a great job pro football talking also for NBC sports, but I can I can confirm this as well. So Joe, uh, we have to start kind of diving into this to see which players potentially could be out, how the fantasy ramifications could be for the rest of the season. Because I don't see a ton of fantasy value in Miami, Joe, but there's going to be some, right? There's going to be a week in a DFS
3: situation. There's going to be a deeper league in a flex, right? There has to no. be. No, no I still know. No, well, because it, because you have to guess right and then be right. <laughs> there's a lot. That, and look, maybe as we look at the, maybe we'll have to pull up the Dolphins schedule and we'll see if maybe we could target when that one win is going to be. They'll get a they win. Were, you know, they, they probably will, but I think it will be fun and we'll target it. If you want to pull up the schedule, I'm yapping sure. here. Maybe maybe we'll yeah. achieve which mm-hmm. one that, that potential yeah. wins might be. But there was a report a couple of weeks ago that when they dealt, if and when they dealt Tunzel, and they did, that they would revolt. And here's the thing that I don't that I mean, we've had situations like this before. We've, God knows in the NBA we've had situations like this. But there's situations like this in professional sports every year. I think people are just getting more and more upset with the fact that they're involved in them. And we're losing a lot more of that, that overall professional aspect. And by the way, the whole Antonio Brown saying the bar for where, you know, I want to play where I want to play. Stick around for exit velocity because I got a lot to say about that later in the show. However, Mm -hmm. you're in a spot now where, yeah, everybody's tied into these teams and everybody talks and everybody is concerned about their money. And I don't blame them. And it's more about their money and their situation. And remember, it's professional football, not it's high, not high school football. OK, so I don't blame them for wanting out. And as far as fantasy assets, I think there's only one left and his name is Kenyon Drake. So we'll see what happens there. All I know is that that line from the Patriots, what, it start at nine. And now it's at what eighteen and a half? Is that is that the number? Um, well, it, was,
2: it was nine and a half last week before the game, so that's not really an accurate assessment. I was just pointing out that in some books you can actually bet ahead of time before the games begin, and on FanDuel it did have it at nine and a half last Friday. So accurately, it would be fair to say that the Dolphins were 14 and a half point underdog
3: Sunday night, and now it has ballooned to what you just said. I think what you say, 18, 19, 18 and 100. a half and the over under 48, which means you got to believe that the Dolphins can put up more points than the Sealers did against the Pats defense. But it's possible. It's it's again, one game. Anything can happen. Do I expect the Dolphins Poss-
2: to win? No, this will be a stay away. No, I've never that, I'm never laying uh, 18, 19 points on the road with any team in the NFL. I don't care. I will never do it. Okay, so New England will assume they'll lose. We're not going to play the whole win-loss game, but but um but uh here here's the dolphin schedule. So uh Patriots, Cowboys on the road, Chargers at home. Okay, so let's just assume all those are losses, okay? Uh okay. Redskins at Redskins at home, Joe, October thirteenth, okay? Now now we that's not a guaranteed win for Miami, but you can't say it's not possible. They could win it's that
3: it's game. Possible. No, this is, right. this is the first one possible. Right. Absolutely. Okay, at,
2: at Buffalo, probably not. At Pittsburgh, probably not. The Jets at home. Uh, probably not at the Colts. Probably not uh, bills at home. Probably not. No, uh, no uh, the Browns probably not on the road. The, the Eagles at home. Probably not at the Jets. Doubtful at the Giants. OK, December 15th. I think they have a better chance of beating the Jets with one of those games than the Giants. Maybe, but maybe. But we've just illustrated at least two possibilities. There's
3: just. Yeah, I'm not saying right. they're not going to go. Yeah, less. OK. They and could. then the
2: Bengals bangle, at home. December 22nd and awesome. then at New England. With
3: the Bengals. that defense is pretty sad too. And then at New
2: England. They're not winning that. So I, I think we can assume, Joe, that if you and I were setting a Vegas line and the win total was set, reset right now for the Dolphins and it was a half, we would bet over. Correct. Yes. If yes. it was how about if it was one and a half, would you bet over? No, <laughs> I, I would bet over. I would bet over right, one I and would. a half. Yeah, I, I, would, I would bet over. I would stop there would a rookie head coach. No. Sorry, yeah, I would. I, I would go, I would go over that. The, I mean, between uh, the Jets at home at the Giants, the Redskins at home and Cincinnati, those four games, they can't win, too.
3: I'm, and I'm giving them losses at every other game. Yeah. What's the what's the temperature Sunday, by the way, in uh, Miami going to be you, you're be down there. there hot as hell. Okay, I just want to point this out: 2005 over 90 degrees, uh, loss for Tom Brady. 2014, uh, 89 degrees, loss for Tom Brady. 2001, uh, 89 degrees, loss for Tom I was Brady. There. 2000, I was at that game. 2002 at Miami. Like these last three were all at Miami, lost 87 degrees heat. And and you want to say and wasn't it Jacksonville? Was it last year, right, where they lost? Yeah. Um, it was like the heat and it was like 97 at kickoff and it was like 107 index. And uh, I'm not exaggerating. I'm literally reading it right now, and uh, they lost that game. So. Tom Brady does not play well in the heat. I don't think it's going to matter, but maybe it does matter for that 18. I'm just putting that well, out it there. It could be. It could be. All
2: right. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Trust or buses next. Don't go away.
4: I continue to take Andrel and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract, and did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea not only for the rest of your life but when you're not here anymore you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives thanks dad don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever get out of your bad idea timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing call resort release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 804 7060 -7060. -7060.
5: That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes?
4: Well, I like fantasy sports today and I like football and I'm going to
0: keep doing them both because they make me feel good do you trust me trust do you trust me or bust you
4: are so busted
0: fantasy football
2: trust or bust Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia we do this every day because the Fantasy landscape, as uh, as my old co-host Jim Bowden used to say, it's like the stock market. Players are up, they're down, you buy, you sell. This is what fantasy is. It's not quite reality. Reality, is sign a guy to a 10-year contract and you own them. In fantasy, you have the choice to make where you can kind of go up and down on some players. So let's, uh, let's dive in, and I'm going to ask Joe about some buy low players from week one, and he'll tell us whether or not you think you can trust or bust, and if, of course, I have an opinion, then I'll throw mine in, in there too. So let's get started. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, arguably their most talented player on the field, is Mike Evans. There's no doubt about that. At the end of the year, you would assume his numbers will be there, but he plays with arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL in Jameis Winston. So fantasy football
3: trust or bust, Mike Evans, rest of the season, Joe. Uh, it's a trust for me. I know the, there's the issue there is the Winston picks, but it's always the Winston picks. So. I think the the real problem was Mike Evans was not 100% well for this game. And I think it kind of showed. It showed overall. And uh, as long as he is physically healthy, he's absolutely a trust. I think absolutely a buy no matter who's playing quarterback. And maybe it is Blaine Gabbert. Who knows? Maybe we will get to that point sooner than later. And Craig Mish will run around his little home studio with a with him dancing a jig and seeing, I told you so. I told you so. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. No,
2: I don't think Gabbert will play. I got, I got another name for you.
3: Who's the other name?
2: I, I think... If if I was Tampa Bay, I thought about it. I was going to text you after the show. I, oh my. I, yeah, I, if I, I have if a bad I,
3: feeling. I know where this is going. Go ahead. Well, what do you think I'm going to say? You, do you think they're going to make a trade for? a yes, quarterback?
2: I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I have the guy.
3: Is it Josh Rosen? Nope. OK. <laughs> like, all right. Who's the guy?
2: It's not an old it fart guy. It is Nick Mullins of San Francisco.
3: OK, that I like.
2: I like right, that. right. I Tampa like Bay gets to two and four. They realize it's done. They call San Francisco. They give him what? A two, a three. Mullins is now the quarterback in Tampa. Arians makes that guy into a guy, right?
3: He had some he'll he, he was, I'll tell you what, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't exactly set the world on fire. No, he's but he's there. so
2: much money, Joe. He's going nowhere. I mean, that's that's I'm not thinking he's not,
3: thinking he's not going. Oh, oh, believe me, he's not going anywhere. But from a 49er fan base standpoint. You're going to keep looking at the guy who's really handsome, making a ton of money. And the other guy on the bench who, uh, you know, actually, I actually don't remember how handsome Nick Mullins is. So I don't want to speak. Out I don't current, know, but, but he was good. He was good. He, the play was <laughs> handsome. He was good.
2: <laughs> remember, was they good. went to Bethard first and then they went to oh, uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Like, I look, I'm not. Look, this is not me providing any inside information like I do with baseball okay, or anything with the Dolphins. This is just a complete speculation. But if Tampa Bay gets to the halfway point in the season, kind of similar to how San Francisco did two years ago and gets to the halfway point in the season with no quarterback, that would be my first target. And I could see him being good in Tampa because that guy they doesn't make not mistakes. Really as
3: handsome as Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't
2: think. I think the women will. What does handsome have to do with
3: it? I'm just saying I was making a comment about they're looking at the handsome Jimmy Garoppolo and the big money and they're a little worried. And meanwhile, Nick Mullins is sitting on the sidelines. I, don't, I didn't want to say if one was handsome and not the other. I'm just I yeah. want to be fair. I, here. Garoppolo all. has too much guarantees like the highest paid quarterback
2: in the NFL. Yeah. i, I um, in yeah, the I, foreign I,
3: stars. He's doing a lot of stuff. Maybe he yeah, should he, uh, he's maybe fine. be careful here. I, I don't know if he'll be
2: great, great, but he's capable. And and again, I, I I think Mullins, that would be a good move. Will they do it? I have no idea. Okay. I, love uh, I think that's great. You're an I think it's something smart you feel free to steal it on your uh on your line star show i will okay uh carry on johnson so you never liked him starting the season (laughs) i i kind of did but let's 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 reset it where it's at you have a chance to change opinions that's just the way that this is in fantasy uh carry
3: on johnson fantasy football trust or bust rest of the season i trust him if you can get him on the cheap right now the problem is i think anybody that drafted him probably overdrafted him and probably is in love with him. Now, if you're in one of the leagues where he, maybe he lasted a little longer and you know, the owner isn't in love with carry on Johnson. This is a perfect time to pry away a running back. Who's going to be useful. However, I think what you saw last week is something you have to take into account, which is they were playing a bad team and carry on Johnson did not give you the fantasy return that you expected him to give you in that game. And CJ Anderson is going to be hovering around there. And yeah. he's probably going to vulture some touchdowns from you. So you have to have perspective with this buy. So I'm going to say bust because I think it most of the time it's it's number one, it's going to be impossible to prime away. They're going to want too much. And number two, if you do prime away, how much is it going to cost you to do that? So I'm going to stick with the bust, but in the rare, rare instance where you actually can get him on the cheap because somebody ended up with him who didn't want him in the first place, there's an opportunity here to at least bolster your depth at running back.
2: All right. uh, Let's move on to Todd Gurley, who ended up (laughs) he ended up having a good game last week. It's just you know I I, I'm a little concerned with the with the usage. But uh, are you going to double down on this and say it's time to buy him if some owner would be like me, or would you or would you stop at that point and say you know what, let me just hold and see what he ends up doing? What do you got here?
3: Oh, I'm doubling down, Craigie. Oh, doubling down hard. Let's do it. Let's do it because again. And once the dust kind of shook off in the first half, what did we see? We saw Todd Gurley breaking tackles and being Todd Gurley. And uh, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that that's the way they're going to win football games. And they have to remember that. And when that game got a little tight there, who had the ball in their hand? Todd Gurley. So, yes, it was very frustrating that Malcolm Brown had two touchdowns. I get that. I understand that. However, Malcolm Brown's not going away, but Todd Gurley can still do enough. That touchdown not line is not going to look like two touchdowns for Malcolm Brown every week. This is the perfect and probably last time to buy Todd Gurley. And yes, is a trust.
2: Yeah, we'll know this week. I think, this, I think after this week, we'll have a much better indication. The Rams offense is really good. And if they get near the goal line and it's Malcolm Brown again, then I think that this will be incorrect take. But we're going to find out this week. I don't know the answer to it, but certainly you're right about one thing. If Gurley does end up going off, this is going to be the last chance you have before this week to do it for sure. Uh, Aaron Jones boy what a what a mercurial guy this is on on Green Bay I don't really know what to make of it uh, when he went down last year Jamal Williams played well everyone says oh Jamal Williams is slow but Aaron Jones didn't do much against
3: Chicago is this the week that he does it Would you buy low on him yeah I think you trust Aaron Jones uh, and I think that you just remind yourself that was the Bears defense and the Bears defense was ready And uh, if they make Aaron Rodgers look like that, of course they're going to suppress Aaron Jones's numbers. I mean, that's a no brainer. So this one, you take a deep breath, you realize it was the early game week one, you shrug it off. They're at home against the Vikings. They were a much better home team last year too, in terms of point totals, everything. So, Uh, I think you trust. I think you go and you buy, and this might be your last window as well. Now, look, the Vikings did a good job at home last week. I'm not not going to poo-poo on the Vikings there stopping the Atlanta Falcons attack, but I think the Falcons are another team where you keep pointing at it every time. Coming out of the gate, not very good. And let's also not forget too, Kirk Cousins threw for just ninety-eight yards in that game. That's kind yeah. of a weird number. I don't know, man. I'm starting to get a little itchy <laughs> over there. About that. I know they won the game. Oh, they were up doubt- so big. Yeah, they were. Up I know, so big. I know. It's just still, I don't know, man. Just a little thing. I'm just a little worried. But Aaron Jones, I think, is trust. I think it's a buy, and it's again might be your last chance to do so. Okay, and then finally,
2: uh, the game script did not go nearly what we thought it would. The total was fifty-one in that game between Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Uh, I mean, it could have been 31 and we would have been worried about that thing going over. There was nothing happening, Joe, in that game until the second half. It was a complete dud in the first half. And then things kind of got crazy in the second half with Tampa trying to come back, which could be their script all year long. Uh, George Kittle, though, was a little bit of a disappointment in week one. Are you buying him?
3: Yes, he's a buy and he's a trust. And it's tough. It's harder to trust him because the prolific George Kittle we saw, who was the quarterback most of that time, Craig? Was it Bethard? It was Bethard and Mullen. Yeah, that's those are the guys. So we haven't seen Jimmy G necessarily find George Kittle to be his favorite toy. That's the only thing in back of people's heads. And I think it's in people's heads enough where they're going to be a little itchy. And maybe you could package Mark Andrews and something else. And go get yourself George Kittle. I think it's very possible. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. But I think it's a it's a trust. I think it's a good buy low because George Kittle is far too good of a talent. I think you're right. I think this is another one of those scenarios where things just weren't working the first half. And the second half, everything started to come alive. And it'll come alive this week as well. So they're playing the Bengals. It's the perfect time for it to come alive. I think George Kittle will have a huge bounce back game. So buy. And that's a trust for me on him too. So mostly trust here. Step carry on. Carry on. I still... I'm not there. And I want carry on to succeed because I was a fan of his watching. I I don't watch much college football last couple of years, but I did see a couple of carry on Johnson performances. And I was, I was very taken. I'm just, I'm sour on Detroit. And I don't don't know, man. Do you think that Detroit is a team that is going to surprise us with Hawkinson? uh, 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 Not
2: really. I, I, of the five you gave here, I'd buy low on Evans. I don't, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You're right about that. I'd buy low on Kittle. And then the other three, I would have hesitation on buying low like i mean because i think even buying low you're still giving up something because teams invested a top four round pick on all these other guys you mentioned johnson Gurley and jones and i don't think anyone's gonna punt them for 50 cents on the dollar uh let's take a quick time out we got more trust or bust coming up next sell high is next don't go away
5: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth Daily DailyRoto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
4: Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com
0: Fantasy sports today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia.
2: Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia, fantasy sports today, full time fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto already getting you ready for the second week of the fantasy football season. It's coming quick. We got a game coming up here on Thursday night. Christian McCaffrey owners are going to be locked into that game for sure. And then, of course, college football Friday and Saturday. Joe will Joe and I will touch on that as well. We did a little fantasy football trust or bust in our last segment on some buy low players. Now let's talk about some potential sell high players, Joe, in fantasy. And this is always the tougher dynamic. The buy low is really easy because you're able to identify players who went under what you thought they were going to do and you think that they're going to be good the rest of the season. But the novice fantasy owner or really the fantasy owner that looks at his player that did real well is like, oh my gosh, I don't want to sell this guy. He had such a big game. And the crazy thing that's going to happen is just by the law of averages is that we, we can make a list of five or 10 players. There's going to be a couple that we're going to be proven wrong on. This is the way that it works. Nothing is ever 100%. So we have to kind of identify which of those players had great games, but will keep it up the rest of the season. So let's get started with the Jets and Sam Darnold, who eventually will get Chris Herndon back, and he will play a factor in a few weeks over the middle. But for now, it is Jamison Crowder who broke the NFL record for the least amount of yards with the most amount of catches, 14 catches, 99 yards. And Crowder did this with Washington. The question is, Joe, does he continue at a similar level? Let's forget 14 catches, okay? But does he continue at a similar level with the Jets the rest of the way? Are you selling high on him or are you, are you holding
3: Pat or are you buying him? This is the problem, and you pointed out. The intoxication of taking a flyer on a player you have a good feeling about and being right right out of the gate. Oh, it's intoxicating. You want to drink it in. It feels so good, but you got to be realistic and it's not going to possibly get better all season than this line for Crowder. So I am selling, and I do not trust. Uh, I don't. And I think the Crowder target share came at the expense of early Levy on Bell, week one still getting up to speed, and also the fact of just how damn good the secondary in Buffalo is. Poyer, Hyde, all these guys, man, that, that safety core, that the cornerbacks there, they are so good, and they took Robbie Anderson away. They really just, they made him kind of just beat him underneath, and they're, they're willing to do that. And that's not going to happen. I mean, next week, it's, you know, Robbie Anderson will be bouncing back there, probably against the Browns. And, and you're going to see Le'Veon Bell in full force. And that's going to mitigate a bit of the value of Jamison Crowder. And I think that's the thing you have to realize. Now, I'm not saying he can't be a useful fantasy piece. What I'm saying is you're in a situation right now where a team just lost Tyreek Hill or a team just lost another cog in their wheel and or not feeling good about a player. This is a perfect opportunity to say, hey, I got Crowder. Look at this. Boom. Look at all the targets. He's a huge part of this offense. We don't know he's going to be that big of a part of this offense going forward, so I'm selling.
2: Seems like the smart move. And again, uh, Herndon is, is a good tight end, and he'll be back in week five. Uh, I, I still think Crowder could catch five or six balls, but at this level, no, doesn't seem possible. Uh, Michael Gallup of the Dallas Cowboys is the second one that we'll touch on here. Of course, uh, there's a lot of people who are very high on Gallup, though, uh, Joe, going into the season, and of course, Amari Cooper had a really nice game, and so sticking it to us after week one, we'll just have to see
3: if he keeps that up. What about Gallup? Buy, sell, hold? What do you do with him? I think this was an extraordinary game for Dak Prescott, and default became an extraordinary opportunity for all the wide receivers to eat against the Giants. Now, Ezekiel Elliott is going to touch the football a lot more going forward. This was probably the least amount you're going to see Ezekiel Elliott in terms of share all year. And Michael Gallup was able to take advantage of that and also take advantage of the fact that this is a secondary in the Giants that isn't very good. So to me, this is another opportunity to sell high. You could probably cash him in and get a whole lot. How many times is Dak Prescott going to throw for 400 yards this year? Um, One. He just did it. How many times Hmm. is he going to throw for 300? I don't know. Maybe a couple. But mostly, I think this team is going to win by running the football, making the occasional big play with Amari Cooper, and playing defense because they can. So for me, I think this is another opportunity to sell on Michael Gallup because he was another one of these fantasy buzz guys in the offseason. And when the fantasy buzz guys hit in week one, those buzz people want to, like, take the victory lap in week one. But I don't know if it can get much better than this. I like Gallup, but I don't like him as much as other people do. I'm curious what your take is because you saw probably a lot more at Gallup in college than I did. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I always
2: think that he'll be a secondary kind of guy. I think Terrence Williams may be a little bit better when Terrence Williams was Terrence Williams, you know, so, um, I mean, it would require an injury of some kind, I think for him to have a bigger impact. And he didn't do enough for me last year, but great week one for sure. No doubt. And people who owned him, take your victory lap, but just be smart about it. Carlos Hyde had probably more carries and more yards than anybody else in the country could have predicted last night and made the most (laughs) of it. I mean, no, simply nobody would have had that. The guy actually put up flex numbers like eight to 10 points is like If he was your worst starter, you probably ended up winning based on points at the end. But the question now is, can he keep it up? Look, Hyde was a really good running back at one point. I don't know why this guy's moved around the league so much. I'm not really sure, Joe. But there's an opportunity here to sell if you want to. You sell, you buy. What do you do?
3: I'm going to not sell him. I, I actually think this is a guy you hold on to because chances are you got him for nothing. And I think that's something you always have to keep in mind. You got him for nothing, which means out there, barring a catastrophic running back situation with other owners out there and another team in your league. Chances are other people don't have a very high opinion of him. So you're not going to get much back. Even in a package deal, you're not going to get much back after the one game. And the one thing that you said earlier in the show about Bill O'Brien running the football so much that bodes well, maybe he can be Lamar Miller again. Like maybe, maybe that Lamar Miller expectation of a stat line of 900 yards and six touchdowns doesn't seem crazy after all. I mean, I mean, especially after this first week, I don't think they're all going to be this good. But I don't, maybe just from the volume standpoint, maybe they're not going to be as bad as we thought. What do you think about Hyde? Mm, I just don't think you can yeah. get anything for him. You know, he's yeah. I mean, There's not fan. really
2: a lot of buying and a lot of selling. It's just like be fortunate that he did anything. And I he's still have a hard time. That part. I mean, would I use him as my flex this week?
3: I guess. I guess. Well, I he's consider- playing the Jaguars. They're at home in Houston. How do you feel about playing him as a flex? Uh, I would do it. I would do it. Yeah. I would do it too. Yeah. yeah. I would take, I, I just, I was never really that high on
2: Duke Johnson. Like I said, I was always trying to find out who the, uh, who the sleeper on that team was. Like I, like I said, there's going to be a name on Houston that we're not talking about. That's going to end up leading them in rushing and it's not going to be Duke Johnson. I did not think it would be Hyde. I thought it would be just one of these buddy Howell guys, but maybe it ends up being Hyde. Uh, and and again, I like Duke Johnson. I just don't think that he's going to be a main guy. I I don't care how big he is or what he's done. I just I I didn't see it. I still don't see it. And by the way, I don't think Hyde will be a main guy either. I think it'll be a mix. Speaking of mix, Matt Breida last year uh, helped a lot of fantasy owners off that waiver wire. Man, he was really good when he was on the field. And now, of course, there is an injury to Tevin Coleman, and so the natural reaction is is that Breida becomes the main guy there. But is that the case with San Francisco? Joe is Breida a guy to? sell high on
3: to that Tevin Coleman owner or would you hold him and hope for the best the rest of the way I think this is the perfect opportunity to sell high on him because I think you might get more than he's worth and I think that's what you have to keep in mind can breed to be useful yeah very possibly we've seen him be useful last year but sometimes and I think you you'll agree to this too when players are coming back from injury or players are getting an opportunity for the first time to be the guy or whatever the scenario is Sometimes the buzz is better than the, the bang for the buck. Sometimes you get a little bit more of a of value with the potential rather than the production. And I think Brita might be one of these guys where you could say that about. And I think there will be somebody out there desperate for running back, seeing an opportunity, not realizing how much maybe Mostert will enter into it or how much when Tevin Coleman comes back in a couple weeks, theoretically, will enter back into it. And there might be a short window of time for Brita to even be useful. So there's a lot more negatives and I think people realize most people right now are just seeing it as, oh, this guy's hurt, that guy's up, all is right with the world. And maybe it will be, but for how long? And maybe it won't be. There's a lot more negatives in there. So to me, Breed is a perfect guy and not all of his value will ever be higher than right now. And finally, Lamar Jackson, Joe. Look, I, I think that anybody that plays fantasy
2: needs to understand that you have to take Lamar Jackson and at least see what you could get. Like, I don't, I don't think you have to trade him. But there's nothing wrong with with taking his what will be his best game of the season
3: and trying to parlay that. I think that's the right call, right? At least try. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're like the hot girl walking around, you know, before the school dance right now. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what you are. if you're Gotta a Lamar And and you've got to just kind of see what's out there. And here's the thing I will say. If you're in a single quarterback league. You know, the replacement value of QB one is is not terrible. It's not it's not real hard to make up that ground. And maybe just maybe, I mean, Tom Brady could have gone undrafted in your league. It's possible. You know, there's a lot of things I think you should strongly consider, like you said, shopping Lamar Jackson and seeing if someone will overpay. I think Lamar Jackson can absolutely potentially finish in the top five of quarterbacks this year. I also think there's an equal chance that he could finish probably somewhere at the very bottom of QB1. So you have to realize it's a week to week scenario. It probably will not get any better than it got week one. So therefore, all the other good weeks, can you get that out of a Brady? Can you get that out of a Roethlisberger going forward? If somebody offered you Roethlisberger and let's say um, a decent wide receiver or running back for Lamar Jackson, would you take that in a single quarterback league?
2: It, it depends on who, though. Like we would we'd actually have to use a name.
3: Uh, let's say uh, Chris Godwin and Roethlisberger for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think I would. Mm-hmm. I think I would, too. And I think those are the kind of deals you can consider where you're not going to lose as much as you. Th- I mean, Matt Ryan, probably really good. I mean, two of the last three years, Matt Ryan threw for 5,000 yards. Are we we that he's not going to be good the rest of the year? Of course he's going to be good. So Matt Ryan, you give me Matt Ryan and, um, I don't know, uh, Aaron Jones for Lamar Jackson? Pff, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Galladay is another name probably. I would That's do. another one, too. I think yeah. there's a lot to be had right now. The height of Lamar Jackson values now. Yeah, no
2: no doubt. And And again, Jackson probably will have a better scoring game than he had in week one simply because if he rushes for two touchdowns in one game that's almost the equivalent of three passing touchdowns in some leagues and remember he didn't throw any picks either in that game against Miami so there could be a better scoring game or maybe two over the course of now until the end of the season but I think it's 100% you at least have to try to see what you can get and it doesn't mean you have to make a trade but just be smart about it for sure all right, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. When we come back next, it's time to dive into Florida, man. That's right. We do it once a week here on the show. Some of the wacky stories from Florida. Joe and I will dive in and see if this is indeed the craziest story you've ever heard. But one story after the next, it gets crazier and crazier here where I live in the state of Florida. More Fantasy Sports Today coming up. Joe Pizopia
0: and Craig Mitch. Don't go away. the morning after. Colin Coward criticizes Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield freaks out, bro. But Baker, you criticize everybody all the time. But it's cool, but it's someone, right? I don't really care. Yeah, we'll see we whatever. Now they get the Jets next week. Monday Night Football. The loser of this game is Owen 2 Even though you're a division rival, I'm pulling for the Jets. I want to see Baker and Cleveland just like fall through the cracks into the sewers of uh, the NFL. <laughs> Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on TSY Radio and on Sumo TV Channel 790. Hey. TC. Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pisape and now it's time on fantasy sports today to see what's going on in the sunshine state with florida man
2: oh yeah i know you guys wait for this every week it's time for our florida man segment where we kind of go through a couple of the stories that happen in florida because there is always a Florida man. So this one is right up uh, Joe's alley here on this one. Found a good one here. Uh, Florida man was arrested over the weekend. He was recorded on his home surveillance camera viciously attacking a dog with his fists. Why, you may ask. Uh, Why was he hitting with these uh, closed fist blows? Well, uh, mentally, this guy thought he was Thanos. Apparently, the video was captured by a ring camera, came to the attention of law enforcement officers. And they ended up finding him, arresting him in Lehigh Acres, which is on the west coast of Florida, Joe. So this is uh, western Florida. And uh, the police said that they're going to throw abusers like this into jail. But why anybody would do this, I don't know, Joe. But the dog was named Thanos. So Thanos beating on Thanos, Joe. Obviously a terrible story. We are very against any kind of animal cruelty here on the show but kind of ironic that he would do this when we know that the fist of Thanos tends to be very popular. And I know that you're a big
3: Thanos fan, Thanos, the Uh, person, not the dog, not the dog. So let me get this. Let me get this clear. The guy thought the dog was, was the real Thanos, right? I'm, I'm keeping pace. here. The dog's name was Thanos, right? But he actually thought he was Thanos. And then he was trying to snap his fingers or his paws as it were, I guess. And at least, you know, whatever County in Florida,
1: this is
3: a dog. Yeah. So I imagine as a dog, you know, when you snap your paw, it doesn't have the same effect as like the real Thanos because he's a very large man taking out you know, the entire universe. And this is more Good like point. a county issue. So no, I just want to point that out. Um, but I mean, one, one step back, what if the guy was right? Like, what if Thanos decided, hey, you know, I aimed too big last time. Maybe if I just scale it out to a county at a time, let's start in Florida because anything's possible there. You know, no shirt, no shoes doesn't matter. Maybe just maybe you could, uh, you know, Get a little headway and start to take over the world in that sense. And maybe this guy could have been a hero. I mean, he could have been saving all of our lives. I mean, I don't, I don't like anyone beating up dogs or beating up people, but you know, in all fairness, what if he was right? Uh, I don't think so, Joe. I think we'll, we're gonna we're gonna call we're gonna chalk this
2: up to the guy being an idiot beating up a dog. And yeah, I mean, and, and, what kind of dog was it? Do we know? No, there was there's no report on the dog. A Florida dog. That's what we know. A Florida dog. There That's all go. we know. All right. So that's the first one. Here's our second Florida man story and our final Florida man story for the day. We got two today. A man was arrested in Florida also over the weekend, unsuccessfully attempting to flee from chasing a law enforcement officer in a stolen golf cart. The suspect was immediately captured shockingly after stealing the slow moving cart from golfers who were playing at Hammock Creek in Palm City, Florida. Again, a kind of remote type area of Florida. Martin County Sheriff's officers say they believe that the suspect stole a number of vehicles at a Cracker Barrel, of course, in Stewart, which is uh, about an hour from me, Joe, about an hour and 10 minutes or so, a little bit north. And of course, they ended up uh, catching this guy. And I would say this, Joe, in terms of burglary, uh, you get it because guys are stupid and they're going to rob cars. But if you're going to try and get away on a golf cart, the odds are
3: you will be caught quickly, Joe. Yeah, he realizes they plug in, right? Like it's one of those kind of things. Like it's only got so much power in it to begin with. Um, yeah, I, I, this would have been amazing chase. Like if what if OJ had chosen the golf cart instead of the Bronco, the super yeah. slow speed chase. Yeah, I mean, speed. it was slow to begin with. That would have been really interesting. I feel like this was a bit in a movie. Isn't this a bit in a movie? I feel like this, I've seen this before. <laughs> so maybe it was inspired by that. But um, it, it yeah, sounds I,
2: like what the what the cops could do is just basically on
3: foot, just get out of the car and, and grab yeah. the guy. Yeah, not even run. They're just kind of fast walking. Like, all right, come like, on. Talk to the guy as they're going. Oh, Buddy, my. come on. Look, this is this is not the way I want to get my steps today. It's not the way I want to get them in. But in all fairness, too. Seventy percent of the vehicles in Florida are golf courts, carts. So, I mean, oh, very well. Good take by you there. Actually, that's, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. But anytime you're looking to get out of Dodge, golf cart might be the only option in certain parking lots. The way people get around. Do you do? You, do, you, uh, do you like that? The people who own the golf carts for their personal get around in some of those, you know, fifty-five and over communities. You see that? Like, like uh, yeah, oh, I, I, don't li- I don't. I a- don't live in. I don't live in those. But I, you know, I could see myself being one of those guys I eventually. You being that worked. guy, like, yeah, you know, honey, I'm just, Take the golf cart out for a spin. I just need to be alone with my thoughts. Yeah, I I, I, I could actually see that. I'm still 10 years away from it, but I
2: I could I could see that happening. But yeah, Uh, but just again, note to uh, bad criminals, if you're going to try and get away uh, rule number one, don't go on foot rule number two, don't go on golf cart. Uh, rule number three don't do it at all but if you're going to do it do it in
3: some uh, kind of vehicle that can actually move yeah, back so a, yeah. a vehicle is what you want and I, I, yeah these just promise me one thing i just want you to never show up in one of these florida man stories just please don't i uh, can't guy. i can't rule that out can't rule yeah, it i out. mean I agree, do you think it's just the sun and the humidity just get to people's brains is that what it is or is it uh, the opioids? i just
2: think florida has just you know it's it's just a lot of unintelligent people especially in some of these remote areas of Florida too I think that's part of it listen that's not to say that things don't happen where I live in Hollywood or or for Lauderdale or in Miami it just seems like a lot of these stories tend to be in these sort of backwoods type areas because there's a lot of them in Florida a lot of strange dudes and women living there but but unfortunately no story about a guy like hitting a girl with a taco today or a girl hitting a guy with a a burrito we've had those uh, Florida man stories before too not again
3: Chances things. are that's one of the, you know, most accessible weapons is, a, a, a you know, Taco. the right burrito. If you have the right wrap on a burrito, you could kill a man with that. Yeah, that's serious business. If it's wrapped yeah. properly, you, you want to real- take a burrito fighting after you're done with the show. <laughs> that's going to be my retirement. There it is. Burrito Joe
2: Pizapita, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pizapita burrito. Fire.
3: Burrito wars right here. I'm Joe yeah. Pizapita. That's a good show for me to host. That's going to be great. And we'll um, call it Joe Pizapita. P I T. Oh, my God. I see what there you did there. Yeah, well done. We're on our well way. Uh, Speaking all right, of so, Florida, at least there were some, you know, the college football this weekend. A lot of great people come out of Florida for that.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, of course, uh, my Florida Gators ended up uh, having a very easy win. Um, Florida State did not. Florida State uh, took their team. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, I believe it was. They took them all the way down to overtime. They were up 21.
3: Louisiana Monroe sounds like an adult film star, too. I just want to it is. Out. It is actually we have two of them okay. on the team. The the uh, long snapper and tight end <laughs> Louisiana Monroe.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Miami lost at uh, North Carolina. And then, of course, we had a couple of, of decent top 25 games that went off last week. One of them in particular, Joe, was LSU and Texas. And the reason why I bring this game up is not so much about the final score, which LSU, it was kind of back and forth for a while. A lot of points scored in that one. Uh, LSU is one of the top teams in the country, clearly. But what's happening, and we saw this last year, and we've now seen it again this year, which Joe Burrow, who is the the name of the quarterback at LSU, who came into the season with very little fanfare, but some people felt like he could be LSU's best quarterback Since Jamarcus Russell, and I know that brings back bad memories for a lot of people, but uh, the reality is Jamarcus Russell was awesome at LSU and then just was horrible in the pros and then his career was over very quickly. But Joe Burrow, Joe, has gone from being like a 30 to one Heisman Trophy candidate to almost being the favorite. And this does smell a little bit like last year where Kyler Murray in September was not on the radar at all. And then by the time October came, he became the Heisman Trophy favorite, ended up being the Heisman Trophy winner and the number one pick. And I'm not saying that this is going to happen with Burrow, but for future fans of fantasy and the NFL, you really need to start paying attention to these sort of things because it can change in a hurry. And all of a sudden with LSU winning what will be one of their toughest games of the season, of course, they always have to play Alabama every year and they have to win that one to be in the picture. And they haven't the last couple of years. But provided that LSU does beat Alabama, which would seem unlikely, but you never know, Joe Burrow could end up being one of the top Heisman Trophy candidates. Remember, a week ago, it was Jalen Hurts of Oklahoma who put himself on the map and put himself into that picture. And so it's kind of wide
3: open at this point, Joe. What does the loss do to Texas now, in your opinion? Like how or or should I say, you know, even just watching them as a football team? They look good, but. To me, it looked like LSU was just faster. And, it's the same and thing every week. It's the SEC playing
2: against any other conference, and the SEC right. ends up winning. Auburn beat Oregon two weeks ago. Now, look, right. Auburn may have given that game away and, and some really bad coaching there. Uh, Oregon oh, the led first that first half. Last hero time. running the game, running the ball, you mean in the first half? Yeah, that, that was pretty good. Oregon was pathetic in the second half in their game yeah. against Auburn, and uh, Bo Nix, their quarterback, came in and led them to a victory, and then... Uh, You know, Joe Burrow from LSU did the same thing against Texas. I I think that Texas will be fine. I think that they are a viable top 25 team. But unfortunately, a loss like this does kind of take them out of the championship picture. The only way that they could get back in it would be later on in the season when they end up playing in the Red River rivalry and they play Oklahoma. They're going to have to win that game and then play in the the conference championship game. And then that would they would basically Joe. Here's the long story short. They have to win every game the rest of the year
3: to be in the playoff. And, and and even to get in the playoff, they'd be the four seed. So that's kind of the story with them. Now, what else did you uh, take away from some of these other games uh, this weekend? Too Army certainly took Michigan to the brink. Were you uh, as unimpressed with the quarterback play of Michigan as I was? Yeah, I, I just think that Army's a good team, though. I mean, Ar- sure. I mean, Army
2: lost, but they had the longest college football winning streak, not named Clemson, in the country. So I this was not a game I was surprised at all about. I thought Army would. And they were getting 22 and a half points, and I loved that play. But uh, I thought Army was a little disappointing in the end. They had a chance to win. They missed a field goal at the end of the game, and so I really wanted to see that. I don't know what's going to happen, Joe, with, uh, with Jim Harbaugh as coach. I think that this is probably his final season if they don't beat Ohio State. It, it, uh, Michigan does not have to win the championship for Harbaugh to keep his job at Michigan. Right. Doesn't have, but he has to beat Ohio State. This is year five, I think. And he hasn't uh, wore, Or it's
3: right. year four or year five, whatever it is, he hasn't beaten them yet. He, well, don't you feel like a personality that's like a that's got an expiration date? No matter where he is, like he's not one of these guys that goes and coaches any place for ten could years. Could be, it, it could be, it could be. But look, he it seems to be, be the kind of personality that wears on people <laughs> after a while. You know, he just has it, but but it's been a disappointment
2: because he won so much in San Francisco. And people just assumed that he would go to Michigan. Now, look, he made Michigan good again. Remember, they were not good with uh, Brady Hoke as their, their head nope. coach there for no, years. Not. But he's made them better. He's made them relevant. But, but in college, Joe, it is, yes, it, championships are important, but the rivalry games are really important also. And your conference right. games are really important. And so even if uh, the Wolverines didn't win a title or they didn't get into the playoff, if they beat Michigan, they consider that a successful season. If Florida plays Florida State and they beat Florida State, it's considered a successful season. If Florida plays well in the SEC, if Alabama, Joe, does not win the title, little bit different for them. But if they beat Auburn, good season. It's those big rivalry games. And Michigan hasn't been able to do that. So we'll see if they're, they're able to pull that off this year and the game will be a lot later obviously in the season in terms of this week in college uh I mean I I I, we're we're not quite in the conference play yet so there aren't a lot of great games I don't think on the schedule this week but in terms of the top teams Alabama plays at South Carolina and of course Jake Bentley the quarterback for South Carolina is out for that season already so Alabama is minus 26 on the road at South Carolina and my guess is is that A lot of people will probably still take Alabama to win in that game. In terms of some of the other teams, Clemson is minus 27 at Syracuse. So if you're kind of feeling what I'm saying here, a lot of big spreads, not a lot of top 25 teams playing each other. But once we get past this week, the following week, we'll have a lot of really big games in college. And I think we'll get to it at that point. All right. We have a couple minutes to go here before we end the show. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick time out when we come back. Uh, we got exit velocity next joe has his hot take of the day and then we'll turn it over to full-time fantasy don't forget to like and subscribe to this show and also don't forget coming up at four o'clock eastern sean is program our producer of the show at the window make sure you catch it over on the television side over on sports grid and over on zumo tv we'll take a final quick break and be back with exit velocity after this don't go away
4: I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. resort release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 800-804-7060 800-804-7060.
5: That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates?
4: Fantasy Sports Today
0: with Craig Misch and Joe Pizzapia.
2: And welcome back. It is time for a little Exit Velocity. Top Gun 2 is set to come out, so we continue rolling on our Exit Velo all the way through the end of 2019. Normally, it's a hot take of the day between myself or Joe Pisapia and today, we are fortunate to have Joe's hot take of the day, so take it away, Joe, with a little Exit
0: Velocity. Velocity.
6: Nice velocity.
3: All right, so for all of you haters out there of Antonio Brown, all this me first, and he wanted to go play where he wanted to, and he engineered the whole situation, this didn't begin with Antonio Brown. Let me remind you and take you back to a place called 2004 where Eli Manning didn't want to play for the Chargers and forced the hand in order to go to New York to play for a different organization. And let me take you back even further to 1983 when John Elway, again, two guys now, Manning and Elway, never played a down in the NFL, huge prospects, but could have been busts, engineered his way out of that situation as well. This has always been a me first league with big names wanting to go where they want to. A.B. is just a long line in many, many of them.
2: All right. Well, there you go. And uh, not a bad point, except for those guys didn't burn their feet off. That's for sure. Maybe did. Yeah. You know, a little bit different. All right. That will do it for the show. Thanks again to Sean for producing. And for my co-host, Joe Pizapia. I am Craig Mish. We got full-time fantasy coming up next. Joe and I will be back on Wednesday as we take a look at the waiver wire in fantasy. I know that's a big day for a lot of you out there. Also updating some of the practice reports, who's in and who's out on the field for the Wednesday practices. And then of course we got Thursday night football coming your way as well. So thanks everybody for listening. Full-time fantasy is next for Joe. I'm Craig. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.